Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Sean sent me notes and Steve, check out this story from lawandcrime.com. Hardee's employees busted an alleged elaborate scheme to steal credit cards from customers to bail inmates out of jail. Hardee's. The fact that this happened at a Hardee's somehow I find fascinating. Hardee's are not as common as they used to be. Uh, they're one of those uh, also-rans in the burger wars. You got, your, you got your McDonald's, you got your Burger King, you got your Wendy's, and then you got a bunch of other smaller companies, uh, Hardee's and so on, that um, are hanging in there, but you don't hear about them that often unless they pop up in the news like this. So David Harris wrote this version of the story. Uh, but instead of making biscuits from scratch, which is apparently something they're known for, a group of Hardee's employees in Indiana allegedly baked an elaborate fraud scheme. According to the LaPorte County Sheriff's Office, the jail administrator noticed an inordinate amount of money going into the communication accounts of inmates. Those same inmates were then using those funds to bond out, leaving with jail-issued debit cards. So a captain there initiated an investigation and uncovered a complex scheme involving several employees at a Hardee's restaurant in Michigan City. And ironically, Michigan City is not in Michigan. Along with other people, a press release said, in August and September, a few employees would take photos of drive through customers' credit and debit cards. The employees took credit card numbers and used them to deposit money into the communication accounts of inmates with low bond amounts. So a communications account, I'm guessing, is the account you use to pay your phone bill because the phones in jail are really, really expensive. Inmates were bonding out almost immediately, utilizing the fraudulent funds on their Securus accounts. The bonded-out inmates were then transported to ATMs where the remaining balance on the jail-issued debit cards were withdrawn. Investigators determined nearly $15,000 was stolen from customers. The Hardee's customers who had their credit card numbers stolen are working with their financial institutions to try to get their money back, according to the agency. They shouldn't have much trouble with that, but this is more a, a bad public relations thing for Hardee's. The investigation uncovered a complex fraudulent scheme, said a sheriff's spokesperson. We are very fortunate... And the jail administration caught the irregularities shortly after they began, before more citizens were victimized. Investigators issued felony arrest warrants for 10 people, 10 people on charges of fraud and criminal organizational activity. Five of those face fraud and criminal organizational activity, and five others are facing charges of conspiracy to commit fraud and criminal organizational activity. So I don't know if this is what it shakes out to be, but I think that there are five inmates who got out, and there are five people on the outside who helped them get out. And so the five who got out this way did break the law when they took their card and took the money out that wasn't theirs and that shouldn't have been there. Uh, But I know someone's going to say, but Steve, what if they didn't know? Okay, that's one argument you can raise at trial. Do it and see what happens. Uh, And the other five would be the ones on the outside who are copying down the numbers. Now, I may have mentioned a while back, years ago, I worked at a gas station where I drove a tow truck. A couple years later, I worked briefly at another gas station. It was simply a gas station with a very small little booth that the cashier sat in. And there were four islands of pumps and just typical walk up, pay the money, get your gas and go. And I worked there for a few months, not not a real long time, but for a few months. And if somebody wanted to fill up their tank back then, They had to come up to the window, hand their credit card through the glass to me, and say, I want to fill it up on pump number three. I'd take their credit card, put it aside, and I'd 
authorized pump number three to pump until it stopped. They'd then walk back up. I'd read the amount. I'd, I'd, I'd do that with the credit card, hand it to them. They would sign it. They'd hand it back. I'd hand them the receipt, their credit card, and they'd go on their way. And one day I came into work just in time to see the woman who's normally on before me being hauled away in handcuffs. And now I didn't know her well, but I'd often speak to her as we change shifts because there's things you got to do at the beginning of your shift, things she had to do at the end of her shift and vice versa. So I'd often interact with her for five or 10 minutes at the overlap of the shifts, and then she would go. This day I saw her leaving in handcuffs and the manager was there and the manager was never there. And so the manager was there and I go, what's, what's, what's going on? And he goes, well, we had a little bit of a problem. He goes, she, when someone would walk up and give their credit card and they go back and pump gas, she would run it through a couple times without them knowing it. Then she would give them one thing to sign. They would sign it. She'd give them that receipt and their card back and they leave. She would then take the other receipt and forge the name as closely as she could and then she would put that in the drawer and take cash out the equivalent. And so she would do that, and she's apparently doing it to the point where she thought, hey, I can do this all day long and never get caught. And she was not the brightest criminal mastermind who ever lived because she was running them all through on the same day. So somebody out there got gas at that gas station and for whatever reason checked their credit card history And saw they'd bought gas at this gas station two times or three times in one day, which they had not done. And two of the times were like 20 bucks a piece or something. And it was was obvious what was happening. And so several people complained, and they complained to the gas station. And the gas station, to their credit, called the police and said, we think we know who's doing it because this is all happening during one shift. Um, You know, do you guys want to get involved? And it was the Royal Oak Police Department. Royal Oak's a town very, very close to where I grew up. Uh, I've worked in Royal Oak in my life several different occasions. And I've, and I've actually spent a lot of time in Royal Oak District Court. And so they apparently uh, put some surveillance on her and sent some people in with credit cards. And they'd have the person come in at the Far Island, easiest one to do this at, Far Island, walk up, toss the card, or say, fill it up walk back, dilly-dally, take their time, you know, da-da-da-da-da, and then come back up, sign one, and go off. And they figured out that while this one shift was going on or these shifts were going on, they were observing, she was doing that. So police came in, and by the way, the management is working with them on this, so this is in a building owned by someone else, so I don't even know if they needed a warrant to do this, Uh, but they came in. Uh, They searched the place, and they found these duplicate credit card receipts, and they also found a big old wad of cash uh, out in her car, uh, apparently from the last few days she'd been doing that, and I believe some other stuff that she had stolen as well. And so I never knew what happened to her. I don't even know her name. Uh, I, I mean, I knew her first name back then, but I didn't even know her last name. But I actually saw her taken out in handcuffs, and the manager said, yeah, that's what she was doing, and there you go. I remember at the time thinking to myself, I wonder what would have happened if she had, instead of doing a couple for the exact same amount or all for the same day, if she'd spread them out, if she would have gotten away with it. But it looked like the more she did it and the more she got away with it, the more she decided that she could do it and get away with it. And of course, that's when she got greedy 
and she and she flew too high, <laughs> so she got busted. So there you go. But these people are doing kind of the same thing. But that's why I'm always leery of going any place where I hand my card to somebody and my card disappears. You know, if I, if I can hand it to somebody and they have it in their hands and hand it right back, that's, that's one thing. But if they take it and walk off with it, I worry about it. Like at a restaurant, that often happens. And so got to be careful there. But uh, Sean, thanks for sending this from lawandcrime.com. Hey, David Harris wrote it. Hardy's employees busted an alleged elaborate scheme to steal credit cards from customers to bail inmates out of jail. And so for those of you who have stuck around, thank you very much. This is a T-shirt in honor of the Ferguson Tractor Company. And I got a letter along with it. And I don't do this very often, but it just happened to work out very, very well. Dear Mr. Leto, please accept this gift of a T-shirt from our organization, the Ferguson Enthusiasts of North America. Could you please wear it during one of your videos on October 11th? Yes, I can. We're a nonprofit organization of enthusiasts that focus on the Ferguson brand of tractors. As you may know, Harry Ferguson and Ferguson, Inc. have a strong history in the Detroit and Southeast Michigan area, first with Ford and then as a standalone company, and finally as part of Massey Ferguson. It turns out that October 11th of this year is the 75th anniversary of the first Ferguson tractor rolling off the assembly line at the then-new Ferguson Park back in October of '48. I know it is not normally your habit to explain a particular shirt. However, if you could mention it in commemoration of the 75th anniversary, uh, it would be appreciated. Many of our members are fans of your YouTube channel and would be honored if you'd be willing to do this. We also love the vault insights to behind-the-scenes, crazy emails and stories. Thank you for your consideration, Jeffrey. And there's a photograph here of the first tractor coming down the assembly line and a bunch of guys in suits sitting on it. I don't think they built it. I think they're the people who are the executives at the plant. But that could just be my wild speculation. So it's kind of funny. Uh, I don't remember ever being asked to wear a shirt on a specific day, but it just so happened that I got the email or the letter. I got the T-shirt, and I thought to myself, oh, I bet if I stick it in my shirts right about here, it'll pop up on the correct day. I took this letter and I put it next to where the shirts are. <laughs> I got it this morning. I go, hey, hey, this is going to work. So there you go. Jeffrey, thanks for sending the shirt. Can't guarantee I can do that in the future for anybody else, but you can always ask questions or comments. Put them below. Those. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Every minute you are angry, you lose 60 seconds of happiness.